Welcome to the Relatably Pink podcast with Nats and Mags. We are here to learn, share, and inspire you to feel like you belong by being aligned with your true self. Come grow with us. Welcome back, my beautiful souls here in Nats and Mags. Um, we're super excited about this episode. Say hi, Mags. Hey, everyone. <laughs> so um, today is rule eight, which is tell the truth or at least don't lie. So let's start. Did you know that um, we say 10 to 200 lies a day? When I read these numbers, I was shocked um, because most of the times we're not even aware that we're lying and they're like white lies. So yeah, we need to practice saying the truth as much as we can because yeah. So for example, Um, I also find out that strangers lie uh, within 10 minutes of meeting each other. Extroverts lie more than introverts. Men lie more about themselves and women lie to protect um, other people. And also when you're married, you lie more than when you're dating. And it's like, why is, why are all these facts? You know, it's so interesting the way it works. And, and again, most of the times we lie without even realizing that we're lying because it's our subconscious. So yeah, there are different ways to like recognize when someone is lying. I knew some of them, but I actually wanted to do like real research and, and get to like know which are the exact facts to like recognize when someone is lying. And for example, when someone is being like very vague and is offering few details, that might be a sign. Also, when they're distancing themselves from the subject, instead of calling her by her name, they say that person. Also, speaking in sentence fragments, not being very clear, when they also don't look at you in your eyes, like there are so many different ways that you can spot when someone is is lying to you. But yeah, like (laughs) humans lie a lot. (laughs) And if your life is not what you want it to be, Try telling the truth. If you feel weak, if you feel rejected, if you feel desperate, if you feel confused, try telling the truth and see what happens after. Because in an ideal world, in, in paradise, everyone speaks the truth. So if you want to go to heaven, speak the truth. And if you want to go to hell, tell lies. <laughs> so Max, why do you yeah. point me on that? Oh, it's so true. And the thing about white lies is that no matter how small a lie might be, um, by the way, what you said about before, you completely exposed experts. Watch us all leave the chat right now. <laughs> oh man! And um, I think it's also because we probably talk more <laughs> that we have that we say more lies on average. So I guess that makes sense. Um, so. For example, if you, if we had, if it was the two of us, Nats, and another friend was in the circle and you loved their dress and I did not like their dress at all. And both of us told her that we love her dress. The Mm -hmm. same sentence could be the truth for you and a lie to me. And what's actually been studied is that it creates the same sentence said by different people, it creates a different sensation based on how you feel about it. So it's, it's an embodied sensation. It's, it's not, it's not necessarily just a thought. Like we are, we are human, we are rational and we, you know, we associate, you know, our, the facts or whatever it is, how we're feeling um, to, to what we're actually saying. So 
really be careful with not only what you say, but how you say it and how you mean it. Because although even if it's a small white lie, you know, small lies lead to bigger lies and it's a snowball effect that's never ending. So it's very dangerous <laughs> to start lying because then you get comfortable. You're like, oh, I got, I got away with one lie, then another, mm -hmm. and then another. And then you just spiral into this, you know, you kind of have to keep up with your own lies. And can I just, I feel like <laughs> to over the last couple of years, I have made a conscious effort to, if I don't mean something, I either don't say it, but I, I really, really try not to, you know, to say things as truthful as I can, because you can say a similar sentence, but making it as truthful to you as possible to the point where I feel like my memory has gotten so bad because I don't have to keep up with my lies. Can anyone relate? <laughs> <laughs> Like when I was a kid, I was constantly lying to seem cooler to people. And I remember this, I was traumatized by my own words coming out of my own mouth because I was like, oh, I just lied to someone about something that was, you know, completely stupid. Why the heck did I do that? Just to stand out and be heard. And I guess a lot of kids do this and probably adults too, but, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It takes so much effort to lie because it is like you need to remember what you lied about. And, and lies always come to light at some point, you know? So I, I started doing this exercise also about trying to always tell the truth. It's super hard. Once you become self-aware, you're like, okay, I just lied, you know? And I didn't yeah. mean to say that. Um, so once I started doing this exercise of not lying, it's so hard, honestly. Like people might think, oh, it's easy not to lie. I don't lie. Yes, you do lie. You just don't realize that's the hardest part, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think people do it to please other people or to just avoid conflict. Um, mm -hmm. My mom used to always say, I think my mom was the number one person to catch all my lies growing up. And she used to say, just count to 10 before you open your mouth, not even to three. She would say, count to 10 and, and really think about whether what you're going to say is worth even saying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thanks mom I appreciate that because it's been very helpful over my life <laughs> thanks Magda's mom well her name is Magda too <laughs> um yeah and another topic I wanted to discuss is that we are all a work in progress no matter how old you are no matter how smart you are you are by no means only what you already know according to the Greek philosopher Socrates um, he said I know that I know nothing right so the more you learn and the more you know the more you realize that there is stuff to learn you know And, and especially now I, I read, I never read so much in my entire life. And now I'm like reading this book, 12 Rules for Life. I'm reading two other books. Then in October 1st, I'm starting my psychology degree. And it's like, the more I, I learn stuff, I'm like, okay, I need to learn more stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, a day only have 24 hours. So there's only a certain amount of stuff that I can learn. But I think I am doing my best and I'm trying as much as I can, you know? There's one sort of part of the book that uh, I'll just quickly quote because I find it, I, it really resonated with what I want to say next. It says, it is our responsibility to see what is before our eyes courageously and to learn from it, even if it seems horrible. Because ignorance is bliss, but at whose expense? Like who, who you know, what are you not learning about? And, and like actively or consciously, because obviously we, there's, it's, 
physically and practically impossible to learn everything about everyone and, and everything going around you. But how actively are you really trying to remove information from your life that is potentially harming those around you? Like, for example, um, there's, there's certain documentaries or, for example, people are avoiding the news nowadays um, because <laughs> all you see is negative COVID news and people have just, you know, stopped following news um, articles or or they say that they've been traumatized by the news and that the news always lies and this and that but what good is it going to do to you to live in your own bubble um you know when you when all of this is happening around you and there's something that you could do about it just some food for thought there's you know no right or wrong but i think you know i think it's definitely crucial to be at least aware of the world around you because there's likely it's always something not always always is one of the words I use too much and I shouldn't <laughs> use as much but there's likely a chance that you can do something about it or just by becoming more aware spreading the word is already doing something about it um, to make the world a better place so what are your thoughts Nats? Yeah I actually I was refusing to watch these two documentaries that changed my life because I knew that if I watched them like my perspective will change completely and they are cowspiracy and seaspiracy and I watched both of them in one same day and I can only tell you guys that I couldn't sleep <laughs> like and I was like okay I don't want to watch them but at the same time I'm like I have to know I need to have this knowledge and these tools and then do with it whatever I want to do um and what I did with both of them was like okay I have all this information now which I I didn't want to watch it I wanted to live in denial by not having this knowledge I mean I a lot of the stuff that I learned in these documentaries I already knew but still there were facts that I didn't know that I learned and yeah what I did with this was like okay I'm gonna like not like eliminate completely like uh, meat and fish from my diet but reduce a lot the intake from it because we eat too much fish and too much meat and I want to reduce it for the environment and also for myself so yes. so yeah at the same time it's like we cannot live in this like you know like not wanting to know and like ignorance yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's like okay and it's yeah. strong <laughs> and and watch it and it's okay yeah, actually, Cowspiracy was one of the doc one of the documentaries um, over six years ago that that I I haven't like well I, I removed meat from my diet since the day I turned twenty because I saw that documentary and it, and it really scarred me to the point where I'm actually now waiting for the day I'm ready to watch Seaspiracy because I'm I know what I'm gonna see I know how you know how it's going to affect my <laughs> my actions and my subconscious I won't be able to buy fish as you know happily as I am now because I you know it was already hard to remove I went vegan for a year like it was I've, I've, I've tried all these things just obviously for the environment and for my own I guess you know well-being as well but it's it's definitely something to to consider why are you not able to take in that information why are you choosing to stay ignorant um mm -hmm. it's just you know another question for some food for thought <laughs> love it yes yeah what you were saying before about um we are all a work in progress. Um, there's a part in the book um, that I actually could relate to a lot because I have a lot of friends that have told me a similar story um, and hear me out. So imagine both of your parents are doctors, right? And they expect you to be a doctor, right? So you go on and be a doctor because it's what you do. Growing up, you believe your parents, you trust them and you trust their judgment regardless of how it is that you feel. 
until that resistance, imagine you're meant to be, I don't know, an arts director or I don't know, a, an, a, a run your own business or do something completely irrelevant to medicine. But because of what, you, what was around you, you were living your parents' truth and growing up, it's something that was so embedded in you that that you knew no different. So, um, to the point where I just I just know of cases, it's multiple cases, like friends, friends of friends. You know, you've seen you've seen it in the news. People who kind of do career changes. It's completely normal to make mis- to make that mistake at a young age. Because who who is anyone at eighteen to choose what they want to do? Come on, like. <laughs> so, so obviously, listening to your parents is is the the most natural thing to do, right? So, um. To the point of when you start living your own truth and actually do that career change and you will likely be disappointing your parents like let's just be honest and say that they've you know you've satisfied their their expectations until that day and you've done what they've asked you to do but at the end of the day it's not your responsibility to to you know to satisfy every single one of their their truths because your truth is yours and yours only and if you're not living your own and living someone else's you should probably take a step back and analyze as to you know how manipulated that environment is being by the word manipulated i don't mean to say that it's it's negative in any way it could it could definitely be for your your best interest but at the same time that that lack of freedom for maybe creativity or for for freedom of 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 expression or choice um, is definitely embedded in a lot of societies and it's it's just honestly i mean even even when when you're not sort of forced into something you can still change your mind at the age of 47 and go become a freaking architect if you want to like mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's 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 about really you know don't necessarily listen to society. Don't listen to or compare yourself to what your friends are making or because they're doing this or changing more lives. Go change lives in your own way if that's what you want to do, you know? Like, you know, it's, it's there's so many sort of subcategories of, of owning your truth within your career that that's just one um, that I felt was really relevant because you and I, you know, we were teenagers up until, you know, six, seven years ago, and we've made our fair share of mistakes in that space, I think. And now mm-hmm. becoming coaches and sort of having an epiphany during COVID has been, I think, the highlight of my career, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And <clears throat> I feel so lucky because my parents always supported me in what I wanted to study. And they're both lawyers and both of them were like, don't study law, right? They're like, no, do something more fun. And I have so many friends that, for example, they studied like dentistry or they studied to be a doctor or whatever because their parents were doctors or dentists. And it's like, yeah, that's great, right? It's great to take these opportunities and to be able to work in your family business, of course. But if you don't like the career path, then don't do it, you know, don't be forced to do it only because your parents want to do it and only to please them, because then you're just going to be super, super unhappy. And in my case, right, like, yeah, I was 18. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I wish I went to a coach back then, right? And (laughs) yeah, yeah, my parents were like, yeah, just study whatever you want to study. And at that time, I love to travel. I love to meet people from different cultures. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to study tourism and hospitality management because I loved, you know, being hospitable to other people and all that stuff. And then I worked in events and I worked in sales. And then I realized that that is not what I wanted to do at the age of 24, right? And then, no, 25. (laughs) And yeah, and this year I realized 
that uh, what fascinates me is like the human mind and, and psychology and coaching and all that stuff. And that is why in October, I'm going to start a psychology degree because I realized at the age of 25 that I wanted to do a, a career change. And that is okay. I, I'm still so young. And, and once I finish yeah. my psychology degree, I want to do a nutrition degree also. So I think it's like super important to never stop learning and growing. And I, yeah. it's important to have degrees, but I don't do it to have degrees. I do it because I want to learn and and that's it you know um but yeah like i some i have some clients that they come to me they're like 18 or like 19 and they're like i don't know what to do i'm like sweetie that's normal you know i was like that too but that's why you go to a coach right when you don't have direction and you don't know what your you know life purpose is um so i i always give an exercise to my clients and i tell them like okay why did you come to this world what is your purpose? Um, what is your goal? Because I believe that we all came to this world uh, with a destiny and a purpose. And it's okay if you don't know your purpose right now, but I'm like, you need to get to know why you came here. Even if it takes you a month, even if it takes you a year, you need to discover your purpose because that that is key and that is really gonna help you um, go ahead and, and, and achieve your goals and your passions. Yeah, you know what's actually um, crazy now that I think about why I chose the degree I did is I I was not for one second thinking of what my actual career was going to be or what I wanted to do. All I knew was at the age of 16, I lost three friends. One of them in particular was a really, really hard um, you know, death to have to suffer um, at that age. It was, it was awful. Um, she was like an older sister. Uh, in many ways. And it made me realize that life can be extremely short. So I'm going to go do whatever the hell I want. So I decided to, I I got accepted into a degree that allowed me to travel and traveling was essentially the exclusive reason why, you know, studying, I studied business while doing so business and marketing, which, Hey, it's always going to be useful. No matter what you do, having a business degree, whether it's bachelor's, whether it's an MBA, whether it's a, a whatever course, anything it's, it's super, it's important because you are your own personal brand as well. Marketing is not just about selling a product. You're, you're selling yourself as well. I'm a recruiter now full time. And, you know, people come to me because of who I am, not because of the employer I work for. So it's, 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 it's been useful regardless studying business and I'm very grateful for it. But the number one reason why I chose to do so was because I got a chance to travel and be around people that were not like me and to really put myself out there and um, step outside my comfort zone. So you know, eight years later, and I'm here in Australia. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I no, left, so. so yeah, another interesting topic um, I, I came across that I actually had to read it twice, because it got me thinking quite a bit about um, a pe- people around me, not just within my, I guess, my circle, but I guess, people who are in the news and whatnot, and how, how people react and stuff. And I thought it was pretty funny. Um, so a few philosophers, like existential philosophers, they describe, um, you know, humans who are not accepting of the reality around them as inauthentic beings. So for example, if, if someone um, is ex- like, for example, if, if things don't go your way, and you just accept defeat, and you just say, hey, look, it is what it is. And, you know, you move on and learn that's, that's being authentic. But then when things don't go your way and you blame the world, you think everything is unfair. You go look for, you know, you still do not accept defeat. Like I, I could not stop thinking about Donald Trump and still not having accepted defeat in the election. 
I don't know if you, you saw in the news today, as, as of today, I'm not sure when this episode will be released, but as of today, it is 11 months after the election, after he lost the election, and he is still going through audits within states um, that he, you know, tech that he lost. And for example, he, Arizona, turns out that he had even less votes after the audit than initially. So Biden won again. <laughs> <laughs> by even more votes than he did before. Mm-hmm. So I find that super interesting that they called it being inauthentic because you're, you're just, you're selectively choosing to hear and believe what's convenient for you. And that mm-hmm. just doesn't help anyone. So if it's just, it's almost comical that, that people are not able to see really what's out there and what's in front of them. Are you, what do you think of this? Yeah, no, what I think is that, yes, it's really important to accept defeat and lose your ego sometimes. You know, I feel like like the reason behind is, is ego, right? It's like, no, I can't lose, you know, I'm too powerful. I'm too smart. I have everything I can lose. And it's like, yeah, just accept the defeat, you know, it, it's okay. Like you already did what you had to do, like move on now. And yeah, being authentic and being your true self, it's when, what makes you a whole, as a whole, you know, a whole human being. So just um, be as authentic and, you know, and accept when you're wrong and accept the defeat and that's it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's simple, but not easy. Because <laughs> uh-huh. nobody likes to be proven wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And, but then if you create lies around what's convenient, that's when it becomes a problem because that will spiral like we've all seen with the example I gave it spirals into into a number of lies that it's it's almost hard to keep track of it's it's people who actually believe certain things they it's really hard to pull them out of not you know of, of believing those those lies that in their eyes are facts which is blows my mind anyway so yes, as a conclusion, we can say that living truth by acting diligently in this way, you'll go to heaven and not to hell. So simple as that. Living the truth, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining, guys. Um, Let us know if you have any comments, any feedback, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Love you. Follow us on Instagram. Yay.